quit, quit uh, having a conversation with yourself and talking yourself into these things. So be very careful about how you do it. But let's stop living the outside the box. I'm sorry, Erica, we're going to get in boxes now, okay? I think we finally got you box group, but now we're going to put you in a box. God's the box, doesn't matter. The reality of this thing is learning how to be careful in our life. God says be careful for nothing, right? But to be careful that we don't go do something stupid to, get, to keep falling down, keep acting out or keep making the compromises that are causing us to not be right with God in that moment. So he wants us to, to wake up for all intents and purposes, right? Yes. And focus and pay attention, which is what all the Glens are about. Careful and reasonableness. Behold the fowls of the air. Consider the lilies of the field. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. How they grow. They just simply are. Think of the sea, the air, the sun. The stars, the moon, they all just are. What administration they exert. What a ministry of how they, they can stand still and just be. Christ said, I am that I am. What is the sun? It is what it is. The ocean, it is what it is. The, 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 the moon, it is what it is. And we know we can, we can count on, we know what it's going to do, right? Why is it why, why is it we can't just be what we're supposed to be? It's what you're called to. How come you can't do it? It's because you've got all of these things. You're considering all these other things. He goes, um, I'm sorry. Let's really consider what I do. Is there, if I take care of the birds in the air, you think I'm not going to take care of you? Now, you want to go get contrary to me, I'm going to let you go. And you can try to take care of yourself. Good luck. You stay with me. I got you. Well, how's it going to happen, Lord? Grace. I'm going to make a way where there isn't one. So how are you going to figure out grace? Not likely, right? It means you got to just be what you got to be in a moment to moment. And he'll let you know what that is in the moment. And most of you, no, we need to know. We need to hear. We need to see. We need to understand. Good luck with that. You're part of the coronavirus problem. You're getting spanked. You're going to get spanked. Until you humble yourself unto God and be what you're supposed to be. Don't make promises. Don't have make statements. Don't say, I don't want this. Don't. Just be what you've been created to be. And I'm in shock that you don't know how easy that is. The lilies of the field, the birds of the air, just be. Do you think they wake up in the morning and have a plan? you think they wake up in the morning and ask God, well, can I do this? Can I do that? Or have some plan contrary to God? No. Well, why would we? Because we think we know stuff. What's it say? Don't lead in your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge me. I mean, shut the hell up and sit down. Same thing I've been saying to you forever. Consider who I am and who I'll, I'll be if you'll let me be. Quit being a respecter of persons. Let me take care of you. All these are, and what a ministration they exert. So often we, we mar God's designed influence, his grace, 
through us by our self-conscious effort to be consistent and useful, by us trying to get accepted, have an identity. Jesus says there is only one way to develop spiritually, and that is by concentration on God. If we're in our scavenger hunt, we're trying to get to the next step. Why? Because we, we're looking for the, to, the next step to get us to what? The end, right? What's the end? Jesus. So the reason we're looking for this next piece on the scavenger hunt is we're looking to get to Jesus. But if I don't get this piece, I don't get there. So I'm motivated about doing whatever I got to do to get this piece. To get you to him. Instead of you thinking you're going to do what you're going to do and somehow that's going to get you to him. Hmm. Do not bother about being of use to others. Believe on me, he says. Pay attention to the source, and out of you will then flow rivers of living water. We cannot get the springs of our natural life by common sense. And Jesus is teaching that growth in the spiritual life does not depend on our watching it, but on concentration on the Father in heaven, because only sitting in his lap and letting him tell you what to do does it come naturally. Our Heavenly Father knows the circumstances we are in. And if we keep concentrating on Him, we will grow spiritually just as the lilies. If I sit in His lap and He knows what I got, how long do I got to wait for Him to tell me? I'm in it, right? Well, tell me how that doesn't make sense. And yet you're going, yeah, but how do you do that? I don't know. You can imagine yourself in a lot of places, can't you? All your imagination will wreck your whole damn life. Why don't you imagine yourself in His lap? And then imagine you never leave that lap. And pretty soon your life's going to change for you in a positive, positive and powerful way. The people who influence most are not those who buttonhole us and talk to us, but those who live their lives like the stars in the heaven and the lilies in the field, perfectly simply and unaffected. Those are the lives that mold us. If you want to be of use to God, get rightly related to Jesus, and he will make you of use unconsciously every minute you live. He'll take care of you. He'll put you where you're supposed to be by, by guiding and leading you with his spirit and putting you in the right spots. So crazy, right? Grab your scriptures. Go to Psalms 5. Yeah, so I said, ooh. Uh -oh. Psalms 5, verse 1. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry and my king and my God, for unto thee I will pray. My voice shall you hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning while I direct my prayer unto you, <clears throat> I will look up. You are not a God that has pleasure in wickedness. Neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in your sight. You hate all the workers of iniquity. You shall destroy them that speak leasing or lies or, you know, manipulation. The Lord will abhor the bloody and the deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, and the fear will I worship towards thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of my enemies. Make my way straight before my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wicked. Their throat is an open sepulchre that flatter with their tongues. Destroy them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. But let all of those who put their trust in you rejoice. 
Let them ever shout for joy because you have defended them. Let them also, the love of thy name, be joyful in thee. For you, Lord, will bless the righteous and with favor you will compass him with, with, as, a, as a shield. Look at Psalms 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all of the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens? Out of thy mouth, babes and sucklings, have you ordained the strength because of their enemies that might still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, when I consider the heavens, when I put my mind on the heavens, and I consider what that may look like, the work of thy fingers, Lord, the moon, the stars, which you have ordained. What is a man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you would even visit him. For you has made him a little lower than the angels and has crowned him with glory and honor. Our father and our, son, our brother Christ that made him to have dominion over works of thy hands has thou put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen. Yes, and the beasts of the field the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea and whatsoever passes through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all of the earth. Psalms 13. How long will you forget me, O Lord? Forever? How long will you hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider, and hear me, Lord. Consider my plea. Help me become what I need to become. Consider my plea. O Lord and my God, can lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the soul of death, the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against them and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because you have dealt bountifully with me. <coughs> Consider me and my, and my cry. And Lord, I'm going to see that you're going to deal bountifully with me. That my enemy is going to have no way to come against me. So we're asking, he's asking us to consider the heavens. And we're asking him to consider us. That yes, this is what we want. And I know everyone in here is going, yeah, I wanted this, but I don't know how. And if you have to ask him to consider you, trust, trust me, he knows how to get you where you need to get to. He will personally take you by the hand and walk every single one of you simultaneously to where you need to be. But you've got to be willing to Realize that there's some place you need to be, and this ain't it. What you're doing isn't it. You know that life's going to change. You, you, you know how long I've beat on Danny, right? Mm -hmm. Anybody else see the difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Different. So where'd that come from? All of a sudden, he's having a breakthrough. All of a sudden, he's starting to read and understand. I mean, it's been probably a couple months now, and, and 
this week is I'm realizing that everything is meaningless. God beat the hell out of me yesterday or the day before. He goes, this is what I got out of it. And I'm so foolish that that's what I was doing. Well, God didn't snap a finger and say, why aren't you right today? God said, snap the finger and says, you consider me and I'll get you there. And he did. One step down. The more he considered the heavens, God considered him. So the word consider is very, very, very important in all that we're dealing with. We have to consider him and, and know that he needs to consider, you know, who I am. And if he would consider who I am instead of me going, well, I'm not, I'm not worthy. He already, he already sent his son to make sure that you are. So consider me, Lord. You know I'm not worthy. You know my background. Consider me and help me. He considered me. All the crap I've done, all the things I've been through, he considered me and lifted me up. Why? Because I considered him. I realized he's the only answer because everything else I tried didn't work. Millions of dollars didn't work. Popularity didn't work. None of that ever fulfilled anything. When I began to consider him, my life began to change. And I suffered several times during that season. But as I suffered, it was suffering to get along with him to, to be taught what I now know. So I pray you're not as stubborn as I was. I pray because none of you are as broken as I was. So when he started talking to me and took months for me to get to where I got to, and then all of a sudden it was just who I was. It's because he took me away to make that the possibility. Out of the world, into a place where I had no, nothing, no time but to follow him. And then get good at following him. Please don't be stubborn and stupid where he's got to take you someplace to get you alone because you won't listen to what I'm trying to help you get. Get it while you can. He is very, very open-eyed and welcome to consider you. But he needs you to be willing to ask him to consider and you be willing to consider the life there as your priority. If you don't want to consider it, then what you've got is what you've got. And you will die with what you've got. That's it. Luke, chapter 12, verse 22. And he said to the disciples there, For I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Don't take a thought about what you eat or neither your body or what you shall put on. The life is more than meat. The body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. And how much more are you better than the fowls? And you which, if you thinking a thought, can add even his stature, even one cubit. How are you going to even add one cubit to your stature? And you thinking about you. If you then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take you thought for the rest? If you can't do the little, then why are, you gonna, why are you still thinking about the rest of life? Why don't you just, if you can't do the little, give up and go back to him. Failure is failure. You just want to be failure, fail at a bigger thing? Or just realize, I can't, my best thinking doesn't give me anything. How many people's best thinking has got them nothing? And why are we still using our best thinking? Then? That's his point. You know it doesn't work. Why do you keep doing it? Why are you, why are you chasing the rest of the stuff then? If you know your best thinking doesn't work, 
Give it to me and let me show you. Right? Consider the lilies how they grow. They toil not, they spin not, yet I say to you, Solomon, all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which in the, which in the day in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And seek not you what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, neither, but be of du- a doubtful mind, what doubted that God can provide. For these things do the nations of the world seek after. Your Father knows what you have need of these things. But rather seek you the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that that you have, and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, and treasure in heaven that fail not, where no thief approaches, neither does a moth corrupt. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Romans chapter 3. Verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which if by it's by the faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all that believe. For there is no difference. On all and for all, and it's upon all, right? Mm-hmm. So no excuse about why well, I didn't get any. Yes, she did. For all have sinned and all have come short of the glory of God. So being justified freely by his grace, his divine influence, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation, there we go, through faith in his blood to declare righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. He's already remitted your sins. Everything from this day and past is gone. So why would you then go forth and sin? If all of your crap is not only forgiven, but forgotten, you've got a brand new start today. Brand spanking new start today. Through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time, His righteousness is what I declare. That He might be just and the justifier of those that believe in Jesus. But we got to begin to believe in Jesus. Romans chapter 4, verse 13. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And faith is things not seen. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise becomes of no effect. The law gets you there, then Jesus died in vain, doesn't matter. We're sitting here for nothing. Let's just go party. For if they which are the law be heirs, faith is made void, the promise is no effect, because the law works wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. With the law there becomes what? Guiltiness. There was a faith that it might be to, by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all of the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but that also which is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Turn with me to, well, I got to turn, same page probably, 5-1. Therefore, being justified by that faith, because he justifies and, 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 and he's a justifier of all of that, right? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have access by faith, though, into the grace wherein we stand in that grace. And he allows us to rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. 
So our, joy, our, our, our hope's not deferred. It's in Christ Jesus. And not only so, but we glory in our tribulations also. Know that the tribulation's going to work out inside of us. Some patience that we're waiting upon God to do what he's got to do. This is what you want to call tribulation. This virus, right? Um, you want to be one of those people that are freaking out about it? Letting it, let it control their life? Or, you know, people, people are, are, are laughing in a good way because we're putting these little videos together of what we're doing here to, to have fun and, and, and keep this thing going. They're blown away. They're tickled to death. You know, I sent, out, I sent this stuff out to my friends and said, hey, take a look at this. We're, we're here making the best of something in the worst of times. You know, I don't care if you put, it, put that ding-dong on the, on the tube that was there yesterday, what's his name, for the dancer. You know, it looks like, a, you know, some of the stuff he's doing, he's out there putting on a great acting show and doing all that stuff. Do you think that he's going to get more watches? Do you think somebody that, that's doing the stuff that we're doing that they don't even get, like, Sammy or whatever? We, we got stuff out here, and we're not those guys. So which one's more relatable? We are. That we're, we're, we're going to go take some time and do something different. And not only so, but we go in tribulations, knowing the tribulation works patience. Patience gives us a new experience. In the middle of all this is we're patient, waiting for God to finish what he's doing. Are you not having new experiences even in your walk with God as far as faith goes? Yes. And that experience is going to give you that hope, what you're looking for. And hope's going to make you not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in your hearts. And it's done with the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. So love of God's going to grow in your heart. So you're going to know how to live unconditionally through Christ Jesus to love one another and love, love the Lord with all your heart. He's given you this experience to get you to fine-tune down your focus to Him and then blow you up by the, the unconditional love of God and let you, let, let you experience a fullness of life, not only now, but from here on the rest of your life because of what you've got. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. He died for us while we were still being stupid. Romans 5, number two, verse 12. Wherefore, as one man sent entered into the world, death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law of sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there was no law. There was nobody could be told you're guilty of this because there's nothing to find them guilty for. It was do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. Look what it got us into. Noah. Yeah. Completely out of control. Noah. And nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over them that had not sinned after the same similitude as Adam's transgression, who was the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Christ, has abounded unto many. You see, it doesn't say to all, because all haven't accepted it yet. It's been made to many. I'm one of the many. I'd kind of like to see you all become one of the many. And not as by one that sinned, so is the gift for the judgment was by one to commit condemnation, but the free gift of many offenses and the justification is, is the second one. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which received the abundance of grace 
and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by Christ. You have to do what? Receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. It's in there. You have to receive it. He became righteousness in you. He put the Holy Spirit in there and that righteousness is in there. But it, it doesn't do you any good. It's like a soda pop with a lid still on it. It don't do you no good until you do what? Pop the top. Well, you got to pop the top of this righteousness. You got to pop the top of this, this mindset of grace, divine influence. I don't need to know. God's got it under control. You got to pop the top of this stuff and start letting it fill you up as you need to be filled. Wherefore, by one offense, one judgment came on all men to condemnation, by so the righteousness of one free gift came by all men justification of life. For by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered, that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did abound more. So grace is blowing up out there. But the challenge is, in the world we're living in, they so sin. That sin has reigned unto death. Even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Christ. Romans 6, 1. What should we say then? Should we just continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How should we that are dead to sin live any longer in this? How do, what is wrong with us? Know you not that so many as of us that were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by the baptism of death that is like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so we also should walk in newness of life. So I'm sorry that when he talks about this new man, it's what you should be walking in. It's new. When do you start accepting the new man? No. No. Now! Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day to accept the new man and start new. Why? All things today and past have been remitted to God and are forgiven. you got a brand new start. First day of the rest of your life. You pick how you want to live it. You want to live it in sin? You will die in that sin. You want to live it in Christ? You have the opportunity as a new person to go before God and he doesn't remember who you used to be. Why? He chose to forget it. So when you walk in the door, all he sees is the, the childlike faith of a, of a newborn believer through the blood of Christ. Well, what a what a free free game that is, right? Yes. How about a free ticket and getting out of jail for free, right? Mm -hmm. But what, how many times are we going to abuse that gift? For if we have been planted together in the likeness of the death, we shall also be in the likeness of the resurrection. So knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. It's supposed to have been destroyed, but henceforth, we would not serve sin. You would no longer serve it. It's not the same. It's not that they're trying to tempt you, but you're not going to serve it anymore. You're not going to allow it to have that, that yielding of you. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, if we be dead with Christ, we believe, believe, that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more, death no longer has dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin one time. Likewise. But now that he lives, he lives unto God. Likewise, reckon yourselves also to be dead indeed to sin one time. 
but alive unto God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Chapter 7 Romans. Kick that booger out. That you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you either. For you are not under the law, but under grace, a huge cloak of grace. What then? Shall we then, because we're not under the law, but under grace, shall we just keep sinning? God forbid. Know ye not that so many of you yield yourselves servants to obey his servants you are whom you obey, son of God or son of Satan? Whether it's sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were servants of sin. But now you're going to obey the, from the heart the form of doctrine which is delivered to you. Remember he shed love of Christ and brought it in your heart? Yes. We're going to start obeying that instead of this other stuff that's getting us. But God be thanked that you were servants of sin, but you've obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which he has delivered unto you. Being made then free from sin, you became now servants of righteousness. Woohoo! I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you've yielded your members servants unto uncleanness and to iniquity, and to iniquity, even so now yield your members to service of righteousness unto holiness. He says, I get it. I get your flesh is messed up. So get out of seven, get into eight. Right? Figure this out. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruits you had in those things, now that you're ashamed. For the end of those things was death. But now, being made free from sin and become children, uh, become servants of God, who have fruit into holiness, and the end of that is everlasting life. What you're looking for is eternal life. This is how you get it. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 1. We then, as workers together with, it, with him, beg you also that you would receive not the grace of God in vain. That you'd get the grace of God, but you, you wouldn't be self-centered about it. Okay? You would use it for the glory of God. For he says, I have heard you in a time accepted. The day of salvation, I have secured thee. Behold, now is the time accepted. Behold, now is that day of salvation. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. But this I say, he which sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly. Whatever you're going to do, if you're going to sow into a little bit at a time, that's all you're going to get. But he that sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man, according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly or necessity, for the God, God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, He that has dispersed abroad has given to the poor, and his righteousness is then going to remain forever. Galatians chapter 2. Verse 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith of Christ, even we have believed in Jesus that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh ever be justified. 
But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found then sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if you build again the things which I destroyed, who destroyed them? He did. If you go build them up again, I, I make myself a sinner, a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. So I am crucified with Christ, yet nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me, in the life which I now live in the, in the flesh, I live it by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me enough and gave himself for me. And I'm not going to frustrate the grace of God. For if my righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. But obviously he didn't, so Christ and grace is the only way there is. Galatians 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty where Christ has made us free. Be not entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. If you're going to try to talk about it and you want to justify yourself in what you're doing by law, well, I'm doing the right thing, remember, you're going, to be, you're going to be held accountable according to the whole law. It'd be much better if you just love Jesus. Christ has become then of no effect unto you, whosoever you are justified by the law, and now you have fallen away from grace. There is nothing to make a way where there is no way in your life. Hmm. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of the righteousness by faith. For if Christ, Jesus Christ neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which works by the love that he shed abroad in your heart. You did run well. So who was it that hindered you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion came not of him that called you. A little leaven. Just a little bit's going to leaven the whole lump. So you can't have almost righteousness. I have confidence in you, though, through the Lord, that you will be none otherwise minded. But he that troubles you shall bear judgment, whoever that might be. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According to He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His own will, to the praise of the glory of His what? Grace. Grace, His divine influence, wherein He has made us accepted in the blood through His divine influence. What did you have to do? Believe. Show up. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of that grace, wherein he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence. So having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed within himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth, even in him in whom we also have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who walk, who works all things after the counsel of his own will. He says, I, according to my will, you're going to get there. You're either going to come kicking and screaming or come willfully. I'd just rather we come willfully than have to go through whatever it takes to come in kicking and screaming. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of man, uh, the purpose of him who has worked all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted Christ, in whom also you trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, 
Here's the key word. Have you heard it yet? I've preached it plenty of times. But have you heard it yet? Who preached the gospel of your salvation, whom after that you believed, heard it, and then believed. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of the inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession and the praise of his glory. He's going he's to make sure you got God. How's that? Ephesians 2, 1. And you, as he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the power of the prince of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also you have all had our conduct in times past, the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nat- nature the children of wrath, even as others. So, by, by the way, I just want this is all inclusive. Okay? All y'all dummies did all this stuff, and so did everybody else. So, we're all inclusive. This isn't an exclusive offer. This is an inclusive offer. Hey, stupid. I got it. I get what I've, I've considered who you were. I forgave all that nonsense. Come on. Let's go. And what you need to do is consider what going means. If you want to go and that's where you want to go, you might want to consider having him consider you and count you worthy. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, the love that he shed right in heart, he, wherewith he loved us unconditionally, even when we were dead in the sins, quickened us together with Christ, by grace you've been saved, and have raised us up together, and made us set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come you might show the exceeding riches of this grace and his kindness towards, towards us through Christ Jesus. We will be able to be an example, a testimony, and ministry to others of this grace that made a way where there was no way for us. I blow people away when they know where I'm from. Remember the guy yesterday, guy, cool guy, always doing the right thing, this, that, the other. I said, well, I just let you know I'm the guy on the other side of the tracks. <laughs> That's not the side of the tracks I came from. Okay? You know what he said? Don't care. I made one call, found out who you were. You're it. It's not about, but I want to make sure they understand I'm not trying to... Be, be like them, and I'm not asking them to be like me, but I am going to have no understanding how you lived your life like you lived it. I can tell you how I lived mine, and mine was a lot more uh, eventful, if you will, and it probably you know, wouldn't line up real good if that's the guy who I still was. But once upon a time, that's what happened. And that's once upon a time. That time's over. It's been a new, new season, so I'm walking in the newness of life. I became new a long time ago. I'm almost older than the new man. Not you would understand what that means, right? <laughs> For by grace you are saved through faith that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Not by works lest any man would boast that, hey, I did this and so I got it. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. He's got it planned out long before we got here. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 4 through 9. Rejoice the Lord always and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. Because the, the Lord is at hand. Be careful. For what? Nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. You like all that? Careful. I'm going to be unreasonable. I'm going to go to God with all my junk instead of me. Does that make sense to us? 
There's nothing in our natural man that understands. That's absolutely unreasonable. You want me to do what? You want me to take this crap and talk to him about all of it? Yes, I do. He's not going to be surprised. Trust me. And when he's not surprised and he doesn't kick you out, and you're going to go, well, dang, that was different than what I thought. And then he actually is going to give you a way where there is no way for you to get through or get, get by or whatever you've got to have. And that's what you're going to do next time. Go to him. But next time, guess what you're going to have to do? Don't show him all your dirty laundry. He already saw that. He got it. He forgot it. And you're just coming back to him a second time going, can I get some more, please? Can I get another helping? Right? And he's more than willing to keep feeding you and, and, and giving you drink. Like careful for nothing but everything but prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your rest of your question be known unto God. And the peace of God, his peace, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, and if there be any virtue in him, character in any of those, and if there be any praise, think on these things, which is what we've been called to do. These things which you have both Learned and received, there's that word received again, and heard, heard again, you got to hear them, right? Received and heard, and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Colossians chapter 1, verse 3. We give thanks to the Lord, to God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since you heard your truth, your faith, I'm sorry, in Christ Jesus, of the love which you have unto all the saints. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, where have you heard before in the word the truth of the gospel? which is coming to you as it, as it has unto the whole world and brings forth fruit as it does also in you if you let it. Since the day you heard it, there's that heard it again, heard of it and knew the grace of God and truth. You knew it, you understood the divine influence of the God's truth. And you learned of Epaphras, our fellow servant who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with all of the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and all spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord and all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So strengthen with all might, according to the glorious power, unto you the patience and long suffering with joyfulness. I'm going to tell you, that your pockets are going to be full. You go up there, you get all this stuff, your pockets are going to be full. You might want to bring a backpack. Okay? He's got gifts for everybody abundantly. But you'll never know if you don't show up. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power and all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Giving thanks to the Father which has made us meet or ready, prepared to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of life. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of our sins. Well, that's good. We've got to remember that one, right? Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 2. Boy, this one's popular lately. I don't understand. Grace and peace to you. What are we going to get? Grace and peace to you. From God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we're bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is necessary, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the unconditional love of every one you towards all, towards each other is abounding. So that we ourselves glory in you in the church of God for your patience and your faith in all your persecutions, tribulations that you're enduring because of the grace of God. 
which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, which also you suffer. You're suffering, but if the grace of God's with you, he'll make a way of the risen way for you to get out. But are you going to be patient enough to let that happen? Or are you going to put on your best thinking cap and try to figure your way out of it? See, it's a righteous thing with them to recompense tribulation of those that have troubled you. And to you who were troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. He's coming with a flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who should be punished with the everlasting destruction of the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all of them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. So wherefore also we pray always for you that your God, our God, would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all of the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith and power, that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and you be glorified in him, according to what? The grace of our God and our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. Chapter 2, verse 13. We are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, blood of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and the belief of the truth. You believe the truth and he'll set you apart. Tough deal. Because he called you, where do he called you by the gospel? To the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus. He called you there and says, I'll get you there. Therefore, brother, stand fast and hold the traditions which you've been taught, whether by word or by our, our letter. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself, even God, our Father, which has loved us and given us an everlasting consolation or gift and good hope through grace. Through what? Grace. grace again, right? Comfort your hearts and establish yourself in good every good word and every good work. We're going to Second Timothy. Second Timothy. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Second Timothy one eight. Therefore, be not ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the good power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to works, but according to his own purpose and grace. Divine influence again. Which he has given to us in Christ Jesus before the world even began. But now is made obvious by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light once again through the gospel. 2 Timothy 2.1 you, therefore, my son or daughter, be strong in the grace. Isn't that funny? He's just, he's just knocking us out of that grace thing today. You know? It's like a box of that. Right? Pretty soon you're going to blow your nose and black your eyes. With grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard of me and among many witnesses, the same commit yourself to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. You, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. So no man that war is going to entangle himself again with affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive to be good at something, masteries, yet he's not crowned except he strive or, or play lawfully, the husbandman that labors must be first a partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, and the Lord is going to give you understanding in all of these things. Titus chapter 3 verse 1. Put them in mind and be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good word, good work. To speak evil of no man, to be not brawlers, but be gentle, 
showing all meekness in all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. See, you know, they must have known you guys. We also were, just like you, sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards man appeared to you, you understand that, right? He appeared, and he appears every day and every minute of the day to someone. So when he's appeared to you, when you say, yes, this is what I want. Not by works of righteousness, which we've done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing and regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. So he appeared to us and we let that Holy Ghost come in and, and do a cleanup. Which we, he had shed upon us abundantly through his Savior, Christ, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. But then being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to eternal life. Hebrews 10. And buckle up, it's not the good one. Hebrews 10, verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from our evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. In other words, let's clean our mess up. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. That would be our God. And let us consider one another to provoke each other to love and good works, unconditional love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another in so much as the more as you see that day approaching, the day of the Lord. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, after you got the knowledge, you, you've received that knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins. You receive the knowledge, you decide this is what you want, and you want to willfully go out and mess up, there's no more sacrifice for that. You, you burnt the bridge, not a good idea. But a certain fearful looking for the judgment and the fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy, without under two or three witnesses. How much sore punishment suppose you shall be you be thought worthy who have trodden under the foot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified some unholy thing and have done despite, even spiteful to the Spirit of grace. For we know him that had said, Vengeance belongs to me, I will recompense, says the Lord. Again, the Lord shall judge his people. See, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands a living God, but I guess we're not afraid of those things. Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, seeing we also are encompassed about with such great cloud of witnesses, the other people have had like lives as us. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us. The remembrance of all the nonsense of our past keeps knocking us off our feet. And let us run with patience the scavenger hunt that is set before us. Right? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him, that's the thing, that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be weird and faint in your mind and somehow it's too tough for you to do. You have not yet resisted even in the blood extravagant against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when you're rebuked of him. 
For whom God, whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and he scourges every son whom he receives. Why? To see if you're for real or not. James chapter 4, verse 1. From whence come wars and fighting among you? Do not come here even from the lusts that war on your members? You lust, you have not, you kill, you desire to have, you cannot obtain, you fight and war, and yet you have not, because you ask not. And then when you do ask, you receive it not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust or on your flesh. You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that friendship of the world is enmity at odds with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. You think that the scripture says in vain that the spirit that dwells in us lusts envy that he already knows that's the problem? Lust envy. I, I have a right to myself. I want what you got. I want what you got. That's envy. That's that, that's that spirit that was born when they ate that fruit. But he gives more grace. Wherefore he says, God resists the proud. But he gives grace to those of us that are humble. Submit yourselves therefore unto God. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, you devil-minded. Be afflicted, mourn, and weep. Let your life be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. And he will give you that grace. So humble yourselves in the sight of the God, and he shall lift you up. 1 Peter 1, 13. Wherefore, well, gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. Hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you in the revelation of Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts and your ignorance. Quit trying to be the old you, start trying to be the new you. But as he which has called you is holy, be useful, be useful also holy in all manner of conversation and conduct. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if you call upon the Father who without respect to persons judges according to every man's work, I'd pass my time here in your sojourning, your living in reverence, fear. For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things such as gold or silver from the selfish conduct received by the traditions of our fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world that was, that was manifested these last times just for you, who by him <clears throat> do believe in God, that raised him from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and your hope might be might be in God and His grace. First Peter five one. The elders which are among you, I encourage, exhort. I'm also an elder, and I a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partner or partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint because you have to, but willingly. Not for filthy lucre or money's sake, but of a ready mind, knowing I want to help out the folks that need to be helped. And when you, the chief shepherd, shall appear, we shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. I'm sorry, go back one. Neither is being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. So when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. So likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Yes, all of you be subject to one another and be clothed in humility. For God resists the proud and gives Grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, to the mighty hand of God, that he may, uh, he may exalt you in due time, casting all of your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober and vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, 
walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom I need you to resist steadfast in the truth, that he will flee, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished even in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, grace, who has called us into this eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a little while, he will make you perfect. He will establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and forever. Jude 1. Jude, period. 3. <laughs> Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful or necessary for me to write unto you to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained into condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God, our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance through, through once you knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Verse 17. My beloved, remember that the words of which are spoken before the apostles of the Lord Jesus, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last times who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be those who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit, but you, beloved, building up your, yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some having compassion, making a difference, others save with fear, <laughs> pulling them out of the, of, the, of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now in you, him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of the glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty and dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen and amen. Let it be amen. so. Father, we come before you today. We say thank you, Lord, for this time. You are an almighty God, and oh, we do appreciate all that you are and all that you're teaching us to be. We give you praise, thanks, honor, and glory now. And we want to continue to give that and carry that forth in the things of our life every day. Help us to, to make that decision to get in, Lord God. Quit letting the thing keep driving by or floating by and let's not take it seriously. Let's consider where we are and what's going on. Let's consider where we could be and what could be going on. And Lord, let us make a righteous decision today with each and every one of our lives. We pray, thanks, honor, glory, and advance for all the power, the authority, the anointing, and the ordination you're going to put behind that. So order it, Lord God, today from the heavens that these men and women would, would in fact consider the heavens and make a choice to join you now. And we give you praise. Thanks, honor, glory, and advance for these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen.